Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network with more than 4 million listeners. I am your host, suspense author, Danielle Girard, and my guest today is BZ Marsh. BZ is an international number one and Sunday Times top 10 best-selling author who believes that ordinary lives are extraordinary. She is also an award-winning journalist who has spent more than 20 years making the headlines in newspapers, including the Daily Mail and the Sunday Times. BZ is married with two young sons and lives in Oxfordshire. Did I do that right? Uh, with, an, yeah. <laughs> with a never-ending pile of laundry. I love that. I know that feeling. Welcome, BZ. Oh, thank you for having me, Danielle. This is so exciting. I am really thrilled to be on the Killer Women podcast. Thank you. Well, it's so fun. And I loved, I, first of all, I love this cover, um, this Queen of Clubs. And this is the second book in the Queen of Thieves series, or the Queen of Thieves is the first book. So yeah. tell us about the series, because I think once you read this one, you'll want to have read the last one. So maybe we start with Queen of Thieves. And yeah. then also um, tell us about, the, about this book in particular. Great. Okay, so this is part of the Queen of Thieves trilogy, and it features this really feisty, daring group of female thieves. It's like the real Peaky Blinders of London. And the best bit is these women really existed. So I've taken inspiration from real life, these real badass girls, and created this fictional story set around the early 20th century, which was when they were in their heyday, at the height of their criminal antics. And um, they were bad girls. They were violent. They carried razor blades in their, in their handbags. And they were determined to carve a path in gangland, which was a male-dominated world, and make it their own. And in fact, they did. So uh, Queen of Thieves is the first um, uh, book in the series and is set just after the Second World War which I thought was quite an interesting time because we kind of won the war, but Britain was broke, people didn't have a lot of money. And what these girls do is they stole high-end goods like furs and silk stockings and jewels, things that women, everyday women couldn't afford. And they sold them on to, to women in their kind of communities. That was their unique selling point, their USP. Um, and then Queen of Clubs, I take them into the 1950s, which is like a richer decade. Britain had more money. Everyone had more money. The world was changing. People were hungrier, if you like, for money, for wealth. And they moved into kind of clubland. So they started running nightclubs. So I love that seedy underbelly, uh, which is like a, a kind of rich seam, if you like, to, um, to kind of mine for plot and character. So that's how that came about. Yeah. Well, it is so fun. And there's this, I mean, there's a sense that, you know, the, the end of the war, the, you know, the, the end of prohibition, all the, uh, did you have prohibition? Was there a... We never did here, but we did have okay. kind of depression. So people couldn't really afford a lot of drink, I think, in the kind of okay. 30s, the 1930s. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get prohibition, but... Why would I have assumed that? Yes, I'm, well, I'm glad I caught myself, but yeah. So, but there is that sense of like, 
like you said, like a hunger and a greed for experience and, and for life yeah. after all those years, really, you know, during the war, when, when yeah. London was very much shut down and shuttered and had to be, uh, people, you know, lived inside. And there's, there's a very, there's a real duality here, right? You've got the people with money um, yeah. and then you've got this, you still got people very much, you know, living under the thumb of these sort of brutal landlords, which is, you know, um, you have, a, you know, those people in this book as well and yeah. uh, trying to make it, talk about the women's, the, the these women who thieve talk about their outfits because I absolutely love the detail of how they get away with this that oh was yeah so and that's real yeah so basically in the research for this book I met some of the granddaughters of the original gang the people that I'm kind of basing my characters on and one of the most hilarious things was they said to me they explained they wore these bloomers that were like elasticated at the knee usually made of silk or a kind of silky fabric because that was easy to slip the goods down. So they'd wear a baggy waistband on their skirt, these massive knickers, and they'd like shove, literally shove the stolen goods down their knickers and like run out of store, run out of the store. So they'd maybe like attack the security guard or just make a run for it. Um, they had secret adapted pockets inside coats. They would hide things. They'd maybe put the hair up like this and be able to like hide maybe put jewels in their hair. Um, they put money in their hair, certainly. Um, they had, they used like a fur muff and throw things inside their handbags, big capacious handbags, sweep things in there. So they dressed really like they were posh. They, it was called putting on the posh. So they dressed like wealthy women. So they were passing themselves off as being from the upper classes. Um, that real class divide in Britain, you know, very much of its okay. time. And these were slum girls. So they pretended to be posh so that they could get into the stores. They'd get served. They'd usually go in groups of two or three, have a little gaggle around, I don't know, a dress stall or, or some drawers or something, and then kind of pinch what they were after and then make a run for it. Or they'd they do like bag swaps in the in the hallways. Right. I love that. Ones. And then somebody's yeah. looking for the one bag that they thought something was in. And meanwhile, that bag is ide yeah. an identical bag is with somebody else. I love totally. that. They make carpet bags and yeah. Um, and I love the idea of those. Yes, of those like of the you know knickers with the the bloomers with the tight waist, <laughs> the tight bands around their thighs. So you yeah. have these things like you know around your legs but no, they yeah. wouldn't slip out that was so yeah. that was it's really fun I mean this is it is such a sort of like you said a rich um time frame for yeah. for this kind of thing and I love these feisty women so you say one of the things I meant you mentioned in 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 a bio that I read of you is that your you know families and relationships are at the heart of your writing so let's yes. talk about these because there is there's a sort of extended family that that the yeah. centers in this book so tell us a little bit about them right okay without 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 spoilers because you've basically got alice diamond was the first queen of thieves and then you've got this younger girl nell kane again a slum girl who kind of comes into the gang and in the first book um she rises up the ranks i'm not going to say exactly what happens but basically so you've got these two there's these two women who are kind of enemies with each other and then uh Nell has got her partner Jimmy who she's kind of living in sin which is a little bit edgy at the time you know she's got had a baby but she's not married to him um and so basically it's about her 
that sort of tension of the family life and being a matriarch. She's a matriarch of gangland. She's running the nightclubs. And then on the other side, you've got the kind of Alice Diamond might might or might not be there in the background. What's she going to do? And it's very much kind of how, well, things go wrong very quite quickly for Nell and Jimmy and their life, their perfect life kind of falls apart. So it's that uh, bit of, I don't want to kind of give things away, but there's this no, other girl, this dancer, Zoe, who's this kind of cuckoo in the nest. She's a she's a problem girl. She's a bombsite kid. She's a dancer. She wants to get rich. She yeah. comes in and, you know, right. the, the perfect marriage or the perfect relationship she, kind of goes off the rails. <laughs> she upsets the boat. Well, and, and the she thing does. that's fun about Zoe is that she be, um, she was sent away during the war and ended yeah. up sort of being raised by a family that was very, like her elocution was very important. So she learned to yeah. have this very sort of posh accent. And so she sounds exactly. like she's a wealthy girl, even though, as you said, she's she's not. Exactly. And so she plays yeah. that to her advantage. One of the things I love about Nell, we'll go back to who's now the, you know, she's the queen of, of clubs or she's the yeah. queen of thieves, if you will, yeah. for the moment. And um, one thing I love about her is that she doesn't want to get married. Jimmy keeps asking no. and she, yeah. you know, it's this idea that there, if she gets married, then there's this, there's this it, it shift and it's true, right? I mean, you know, yeah. you're married. I, I'm married. Yeah. Um, it's the, the, the changes, the dynamic of being independent in some way totally. that is more, even today, right. It's a little bit more, um, profound for the female, I think than it is yeah. for the man. Right. Um, it's, yeah, we, and she was, does not want that. And yet she has a daughter, Ruby, who, yeah. you know, is her, and she feels there's a, like, just like a modern working woman, there's this push pull totally. between wanting to run this incredible business and be this strong woman and be feisty and be independent, yeah. and yet also wanting to be the mother that is there for her child. And that exactly. is that is a tension that this is the 1950s, but it's a tension yeah. we still experience, you know, 75 totally. years later, right? Totally. I, I really wanted to bring that out, and it's so interesting that you touch on that because that tension of you know, when you think about the 1950s, like my grandma's era, you might think it was all lovely, but it was really hard for women. And now it's even harder because she's on the wrong side of the law. But I like the idea that this bad woman, this, you know, this kind of yeah. woman who's violent when she needs to be, she's a criminal, she's been in prison, but she still has this emotional life. And she's got the tension with Jimmy the, the exactly wanting to be the mother, wanting to be the loving mother, but trying to be the uh, matriarch of crime, trying to be the queen of clubs <laughs> at right. the same time. And in that tension, in that space, things fracture. But that's right. where you get good drama, right? Yes. That's where that comes from. Yes. Um, and the, that, and those it, tensions. And we feel the tension of just the, the dynamic between you know, her working life and her home life. But then, like you said, it's on steroids because her working life is yeah. very much going to put her, you know, in jeopardy for even just anyway. freedom. Right. And yeah. then on top of it, like, you know, if you imagine being, it's like, we think about mobsters and their children, right? Exactly. Ruby is in this place where she could very much be, yeah. you know, it's very dangerous. And so it's dangerous for her. It's dangerous for her. And, yeah. and think, you know, thinking about as a mother, you're, your child being in danger because something you do, of course, is the, yeah. is the ultimate, you know, risk. And I mean, it's terrifying. So I love that. Yeah. And oh. and I love, I love the idea that we also talk about, there's a shift. You mentioned this in, in, you know, in a, in a, 
that there's a shift in young people at this time, right? I mean, yes. there is this, people, they are questioning authority. And we see this in Zoe very much, right? She's the young mm. character. They're, they, which definitely would have been unthinkable. And I wonder why that is. Like, is it, you know, is it because the end of the war? Is it, what do you yeah. think, what created that, this change really in young think, people? Yeah, I really think you've, you've put your finger on that there. I call her a bombsite kid because, you know, London was bombed to pieces. So the kids yeah. that were around were kind of like growing up on bombsites, like playing on bombsites. But they were kind of hungry for change. They had enough of being deprived. And I mean, part of it was the influence, actually, of the United States. You know, we've got the rock and roll music coming. That was a key time mm -hmm. in um, Britain at that time, particularly London and Soho. I mean, I know that because my mom was a teenager in yeah. that time in Soho, in London, and she was hanging out in Soho and going to all these nightclubs and haunts and doing the jazz music and the rock and roll. So I think they wanted to be different from their parents. They didn't want to just go through school, go work in a factory, put on the same drab, let's face it, outfit yeah <laughs> um you know and teenagers were kind of invented um and zoe is part of that hungry i want the glitz i want the glamour and i mean there's a tension there because all that glitters is not gold and as the book says the life of luxury comes at a price and girls like zoe were up for being they were exploited yeah. um, you, where you've got nightclubs you've got vice you've got sex you've got yeah you know that kind of exploitation and um you know zoe is right for that unfortunately she's a good looking young woman and a part of it is she's knowingly out to try and kind of get what she can but yeah. the other side is she's exploited and i i really you know that for me was the dirty underbelly if you like the flip side of this yeah. glamorous fabulous um energetic 1950s for for young people was whoa hang on you're actually you could go a bit too far here and then right. what will happen to you right um so and I, exploitation that's i mean and it's not different today right it's like we yeah. really where there are like you said where there are dancers where there's you know where women are put in small outfits and paraded yeah. around you know, on the arm of a, of a you know wealthy man or on a stage yeah. or anything, they, there's also the exploitation that hasn't changed, um, yeah. which is interesting. So the, so the the theme of these feisty women, which you you know so explore and um, and it, it, there's 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 something really it's going to sound funny, but inspirational about these women who were making a, a place for themselves in a time when you know there wasn't really a place for them. It's certainly not in you know, like you said, I mean, this is a man, this is, I mean, it's a man's it's world. Man's world. Yeah. It's a man's world everywhere, but particularly in crime, right? I mean, yeah. men are stronger. They are, you know, I mean, they get off easier. You know, women yeah. are, we expect nothing from women. They're not that smart. They're not very strong. They're just, yeah. you know, their boobs and whatever, and that's it. Yeah. So, you know, what, like, I feel like that's sort of a role model for us, not the crime part so much as that. No, but yeah. Right. Like talk about, you know, why that was fun to write. I mean, oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, firstly, actually, these women are still talked about around yeah. in gangland circles, which I kind of got to know through the research for these books. It's like they're kind of slightly reverential about, oh, I knew Alice Diamond or my nan worked with one of the 40 thieves and these women these women that were like they took they took on the men you know they would fight like men actually they wow. were violent which is not good but uh, they sort of had to fight um fight their way and carve their path and I saw that immediately that I learned about these women I thought this is a story to be told it's like 
the mafia, but it's kind of more interesting because they are trying to maybe have babies, boyfriends, right. their sisters. You've got female camaraderie as well. The fact they came together as an all-female group of badass women <laughs> is is unusual and that was reflected as well in the interest of the time so there's newspaper articles I was able to find um, where they're kind of almost like they would be like Instagram stars today that's the nearest thing I can say you know the, the journalists <laughs> right. were like getting really excited every time these girls were in court it was like the queen of thieves you know in court the terror of London and they'd even like exaggerate how tall Alice Diamond was <laughs> like she would literally grow in height. I think she was about six foot one by the time the last press report. <laughs> no police she, record. She was like five foot ten. I don't know quite what that is in America. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, but she was mm. kind of. They were like putting inches on her every every time she was in the news. So there is that kind of excitement in the fact that they're they're female and they're breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. They're outside the norms. Whereas. I like like mafia stuff. I like The Godfather. I love watching that movie. I quite like gangster films, but it's quite testosterone films. Yes. It's just blokes going bang, bang. Um, whereas women doing it, it's subversive, mm -hmm. which is fun to write about. Yes, and, it, and it has to be. Yeah. You're outside the norm of female behavior. You're outside the norm of society. Um if society doesn't kind of want know what to do with you but it's kind of fascinated by you and also the same thing that the same excitement for me was the class divide like you said at the beginning it's a time where you know the posh people the wealthy were still very wealthy and they had people under the under their thumb and they did actually in terms of how people lived their their environment their housing people mm -hmm. were exploited and and terribly there living in you know real slums so there was a kind of thrill in these women they couldn't afford to to get what they wanted through a proper means through having a good job and and all of that because they didn't get the education and they were never going to be given really you know they were never going to like be the boss of a, a factory or anything like no. that it was never going to happen so this was them going well I'm going to take that and yeah. there's a little bit of, you know, the, the the English legend of Robin Hood. I don't know if you heard about Robin Hood and his merry men and he robbed from the rich and he gave to the poor. Right. And Alice Diamond and her gang actually, they stole, but they didn't like charge interest on. So they'd get women could get silk stockings or whatever they wanted for a price, but they'd never like make them pay massive exorbitant right. interest rates. So there was a kind of fairness to it, um, yes. a kind of sisterhood which again I just find I mean as a writer who wouldn't want to write about the queen of thieves with the diamond rings that she uses as a knuckle duster I mean it, you couldn't make <laughs> you couldn't make it up and no. actually well as it happens I did make it up but there are elements of her that are so larger than life yeah. uh, that they're just fantastic and her whole gang and it kind of it was like a mafia it went on for decades yeah, like that's the, the granddaughters and the great granddaughters. Some of them were still at it and saw thieving in shops as like a kind of a career, um, which I don't condone at all. But they were like, <laughs> well, my nan taught me how to steal. You know, I could steal a handbag or I could go into a shop if I really wanted and buy and I could not buy it, but I would steal it. Um, and that was their mentality. It's very like the mafia.
Yeah. Well, and the other thing about the women in that age is like, you know, the men had gone to war, the women were left behind. And so they had to be more resourceful. They had to sort of do a lot on their own. And then the men came back or, you know, and then the women were sort of brushed aside again. So, you know, it wasn't even just they didn't have an education. It was like they had had they didn't have no one was going to give the women a job when the men needed jobs. The men were home from war. And then some women's men didn't come home. So then they're fending for themselves. And there's, you know, there's the character of uh, Maude who has, you know, her husband is not is gone and her you know her, yeah. she's got a daughter and a son and she's doing yeah. the best she can for them yeah. and you know yeah. her her daughter is one of the 40 thieves and and yeah. her son gets sort of you know involved even though she doesn't want to be involved yeah. but what choices do they have really right yeah. very few um, their worlds were quite small weren't they and I love yeah. that again from a kind of writing perspective of it, it I wanted it to feel like choices were being shut down and the pressure was building for these characters and in some yeah. ways their very community their world um really lent itself to that because yeah. you know also like in a bad way for if you crossed um Nell and the 40 thieves you could be like ousted from your community there's this idea of again very mafia like yeah. you're gonna cross the line um, you're not going to be welcome here and you'll find yeah. yourself kind of cast out. They demand loyalty. There's a huge they demand really for loyalty. Do. And that makes it sort of feel more like a family, which I think is just yeah. also, it's like you said, it's so it's just so interesting. And it, what an, like what a fabulous thing to have discovered because I've never heard anything about the 40 Thieves. Yeah. Um, and what a fun thing to have discovered and to give you such a rich background for, totally. you know, for this series. Now, I mean, I have to ask, you know, obviously there's a there's another book coming. Tell us. Yes. Um, what it you know what is the next okay thing? so really exciting so that is that book is called Queen of Diamonds and it's kind of coming out here um quicker than it's coming out yes, there because always. that's just the lag of these right. things but basically that's like a prequel so what we've got in Queen of Clubs um which is out, as you said it's out with William Morrow it's coming out very soon yes. um is the 1950s and mm-hmm. um it's it's all about clubland so what I've done with Queen of Diamonds is the 1920s the roaring 20s in London so we're after the first world war how mm-hmm. did Alice Diamond the first queen set up her gang and it's mm-hmm. all about her backstory and let me tell you I mean if you've enjoyed Queen of Thieves and Clubs I've really enjoyed writing um, this because it's an amazing time, amazing era. And it's a younger Alice. She's not a child. She's a kind of a young woman um, basically working in a jam factory in one of those really boring jobs and trying to find her way. Um, and she's kind of influenced by there's a legend and a story of a Victorian queen of thieves, a woman called Mary Carr who in Victoria, and she's a real person as well, in the days of Queen Victoria, ran this gang of thieves through London. You can imagine them with their huge long skirts and their fancy hair. And she came from a notorious slum in London called the Seven Dials, which is near Soho. And it kind of ended badly for Mary Carr. So, but her, what her experiences actually influence Alice. And I'm not going to give it all away, but the two parts kind of intertwine. And, um, and so I'm really hoping that readers will enjoy that because for me it filled in where Alice had really been in her nine in her twenties in her early twenties when she was really setting up the gang because she didn't just overnight become the queen yeah. of thieves yeah become who she 
you know this this full character and so that's what that's about and her and her brother is a character in the book too so we i oh, imagine yeah. get to learn a little bit more about yeah him a little bit more about him yeah I that's love right that. so yeah. is, we do, won't say too much about that but no. i love the whole thing about the whole thing about alice and her brother and nell and alice is like real families there are yeah. people there you just can't stand you can't yep. live with them and you can't kill them and You're that's right. basically <laughs> yeah and that's basically like that's the you know if Nell and Alice could speak I think they'd probably say that can't live with them can't can't kill yes. them you know and yes. that's like real families isn't it <laughs> it is so like real families a hundred percent well so I, I I you know BZ do you imagine this as a series that will go on beyond well or, I hope okay um, well my next book I'm actually writing about something um so after this trilogy um I've got something else coming which is mysterious dark kind of crime historical okay. which I'm working on at the moment set in London okay. foggy London um of Victorian times which I'm quite excited about but I can see there is yes. scope to bring the book on into the 1960s and find out what happens to Ruby uh the daughter right. of Nell um so see what happens there or I could also do there would be room to maybe do a kind of 1930s and second world war 40 thieves type adventure so i oh, haven't yeah. kind of written it off but for now but for it's now it's a trilogy yeah okay now. well i love that 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 gives us a very manageable chunk to 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 read and um i know i will i know i'll be going back for queen of thieves because i do want to learn about where alice came from and how you know how that you know what happened um pre now it's a yeah I mean, first of all i have to say also i love what they've done here the book is oh, so beautiful yeah it's so beautiful and actually queen of thieves is is also yes. fabulous i don't I know if saw you've seen that. the cover should yeah, i show I, you the cover for that yes you can please see do there, yeah. i can see it do you have a bigger one yeah hang on i'll get one hold on sorry yeah, i just have so, to get up <laughs> of course it's so gorgeous um but i think they do a fabulous job and to me it seems like you have you know you have opportunity to do you could, you know, you could do a lot of these. So it's, it really feels so this like. Is the, oh, this yes. is the book of the month. Um, oh, I love that it was a book. Of, I didn't realize that. Well, that makes it easy. I can oh my god, it, it was so, I'm so excited about this. Let me tell you, but this is a beautiful hardback. It is beautiful. And, um, it's kind of like reminds me of, you know, The Crown, that TV show, mm -hmm. Her mm -hmm. Majesty, if Her Majesty had been a thief. Uh, so they're kind of really, <laughs> they're really playing on that with the jewel box and and the, the leather gloves. gloves. Yeah, I love that. that Are they look. leather? No, they're silk. Uh, I think they're meant to be like red satin. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, red satin gloves. But there's also here. There's a razor blade. Oh yes, I see that. I love that. Wow. Yes, <laughs> which is that says it all. You know, I love that. They did. They used these. You know, this is killer women. They actually did. I'm not aware that they had killed anybody. But they certainly did mark people they cut people uh, i'll bet you don't get they in did, their way this was the thing of choice because at the time i mean if we're getting into crime we still had the death penalty in in england at that time mm -hmm. so people didn't usually want to like do enough damage that people were going to die because you'd end up getting hanged for that so yeah this the razor blade which in the book we call it a chiv that's like a gangland slang yeah for razor yeah chiv. Um, they used to chiv each other and do these, you know, striped scars so that they would mark people. And there was a kind of punishment element to it, but also that you wouldn't get into such 
you know, you wouldn't get basically hung for it. So, right. so that was kind of where we were at as a society. And that's the reasoning behind it. So it was like self-defense or attack, but mm. you're not going to end up swinging from the end of a rope, which was a real consideration yeah. in those days. Right. You know, the and last that... hanging was like 1962 or three, I yeah. think, in this country. That so, comes up in the book too. So yeah, it's very it relevant. Does. So yeah, we, it does, we're it not, is relevant. yeah, you have to read the book to find out, but, um, <laughs> but the, yes, but this was busy. This is so much fun. And I also said to busy, I love her name, which is such a fun name. And oh, she you. told me it's um, Louise, but that is just is. the cutest busy. Thank you. I love it. It's that was my brother called me oh, Beasy, really? Beasy from when I was little. And I, I just grew up being busy I'm not really Louise but it is you know the name on my birth certificate but yes that's what everyone calls me so. well it's a firecracker name too right I mean that's it's so fun as an author name it's fabulous I've not heard that as a nickname for Louise but I absolutely love it and oh, I may steal you. it for a book busy oh have... please do as long as okay. she's nice not a killer woman oh <laughs> she had but you didn't want her to be a killer I would sort of think you'd well, want maybe. her to be, she could be spicy evil a little there bit twisted there you go. Okay. That's <laughs> we don't want her to be too nice. Come on. That's no. not interesting. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Everybody, this is BZ Marsh. And you got to start with her book, Queen of Thieves. Then there's Queen of Clubs. Then there's Diamond of... Yeah, Queen of Diamonds. Queen of Diamonds. I was After like, that, I'm running out of royalty. I, that's why <laughs> I had to like, I had to change. Well, I, I love it. But it's too lovey-dovey, yes, isn't it? Yes, right. Exactly. So it doesn't yes. really fit. It does not. That is so fun. Well, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining me today, everybody. This is Killer Women with BZ Marsh, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much.